Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. On this episode, I spoke with Zach Radford. He is a professional golfer and an exceptional photographer. I encourage you to go to his at real Zach Radford Instagram. Uh, We mentioned a couple times in the podcast, but oh my gosh, his pictures are so beautiful. And Zach is with a C, not a CK, just FYI. Um, And not a CK, FYI, just just a C. I cracked myself up. Anyway, um, before I get into the episode, if you are Amazon shoppers, please uh, go to the heyhumanpodcast.com website and check out the Amazon portal at the top of the homepage, you click on that and you do your shopping on Amazon as you normally would and it helps support Hey Human, which would be great. I really appreciate it. Also, if you haven't done it yet, please rate and review Hey Human on iTunes. I would very much appreciate that. And find me on all the social media stuff. Um, at this point, you can just Google Susan Ruth and I come up in all sorts of places. So, But I'm on the Instas and the Twitters and the Facebooks and the, all the stuffs. Um, you can always email me, susan at heyhumanpodcast.com. And so that's pretty cool. Please email me. I love to hear from you. It's always fun. As I mentioned before, I'm going to be in New York. Uh, I leave here momentarily, in fact. And... I just met with the house sitter and she's all got the lay of the land and her dog has the lay of the land and I'm very excited and my plants are happy that they're going to get watered and life is good. So I head to New York and I'm going to be doing the Bitter End show 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday the 24th um, and it's in the round musical show, I should I should say. It's not a podcast show. Um, and then I haul up the street to the DL and I'll be performing a couple songs for the RAD event. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts, you can find tickets to that at SusanRuth.com. It's it's one of the first links there on that first page. Um, I know I mentioned HeyHumanPodcast.com, so you can also reach me through there. The, the ticket link isn't on there, but you can just say hey at Susan at SusanRuth. No, God, now I'm mixing up all my websites. I am a juggler, friends. Let me tell you, there's so much going on. Um, scratch all of that. If I had a producer, I would tell them to edit that all out. Okay, bitter end, the 24th, 6.30 p.m., the rad party uh, event thing. Also that night, um, that goes on all night, I believe. Um, and yeah, I'll be in New York for podcasting also. I'm very excited. I've got incredible interviews coming up. And then I'll head up to Union College in Schenectady, which is still really hard for me to say. I've been practicing. That city is tricky in its uh, in its name. It's very tricky. There's a lot of syllables and a lot of vowels too. There's just like I think every letter of the alphabet might be in that city's name. Um, so yeah, that's all going on. And yeah, I'm very excited. January is a good month. There's there's just a, a ton of activity. It's kind of crazy. I am I am juggling, juggling, juggling in all the best possible ways. So back to Zach on this episode. He came over to the house and we drank coffee and talked about being a pro golfer. He is about to embark on the PGA Tour, which is very exciting and I wish him all the best. Um, he, 
I didn't really know a lot about golf, so this episode was cool for me to learn. And Zach is not only a, a golfer, but he's also doing stuff in the community. And as I mentioned before, he's an exceptional photographer, um, which is very cool. Um, yeah, I will stop talking and let you hear the episode. And everyone, I hope you are doing great. And I'm sending you love wherever you are. And thank you so much for listening to Hey Human. I really appreciate it more than you will ever know. So here we go. Zach Redford, welcome to Hey Human. Well, really appreciate you having me today. Absolutely. I'm excited. Um, you are a golfer, which I know nearly nothing about other than mini golf, which I very much enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like mini golf. But um, you, okay, so backstory, you're, you were born in Missouri? Correct. St. Louis. moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then to Tennessee. So let's Correct. start we're at the very beginning. And you started in baseball. Correct. All right. So I let's did. let's hear the whole story. So yeah, when I was, uh, I believe, uh, four, uh, family moved from outside of St. Louis down to San Marcos, Texas, mm-hmm. which is kind of right in between San Antonio and Austin. I uh, kind of did most of my growing up there. Really was... Schlitterbahn! Heavy. Yes. I loved <laughs> Schlitterbahn there in New Braunfels. Yeah. I think everybody I've been there knows. once. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows Schlitterbahn and everybody knows the Outlet Mall. Oh, I haven't been to the mall, and they have a really lovely uh, boardwalk, if I remember, or the River Walk. The, right. Some very They're strange noise just came out of my throat. The River Walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really pretty. Yeah. 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 So I really enjoyed growing up there, mm-hmm. and actually grew up playing baseball uh, fairly competitively up until I was about sixteen, and then started competitively kinda, meaning. Uh, I was playing when I was 12 years old, probably around 120 games a year wow. to 140, somewhere in there. What position? I played shortstop and second, kind of okay. middle infield. Got it. So I do know about baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Cardinals fan okay. being born in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. My dad sides from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was uh, definitely my passion. I never dreamed I wouldn't be playing baseball for the rest of my life then. And then uh, I picked up some golf clubs kind of beginning of high school mm-hmm. and didn't really pursue it much for a few years. And then my family moved to Nashville about a week before my junior year of high school. Ooh, that's brutal. It was it was pretty tough yeah. uh, growing up in one place most of your life and yeah. then kind of going somewhere. I didn't know a single person. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, when we moved... The baseball program wasn't very good. I was used to playing on uh, very competitive teams, guys getting drafted straight out of high school Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So baseball in Texas is like football in Texas. It really is, especially when I was growing up. Um, It was, I played against a guy in a town over from us who was two years older than me. So right when I moved, I believe he was getting drafted and he went like five in the draft. Goodness. So he was someone who I played against growing up. And uh, so I I saw the level uh, of the majors. But but when my family moved, the baseball program, I came to a brand new school Mm -hmm. in uh, Ravenwood, there in Brentwood. Mm -hmm. And... uh, 
the baseball program wasn't very good. Um, no offense, Raymond. <laughs> that's right. It's actually really good now. Oh, there you go. It, it really is. My brother um, played baseball there as well. But, um, but yeah, so when we moved, the baseball program wasn't very competitive. I wasn't really enjoying it all that much. Mm. And I had kind of messed around with golf a little bit you're like the 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 stick goes in a different direction exactly (laughs) exactly yes and so i just i was like you know what i'm gonna try golf out for real yeah and so um by my senior year i was number one on my high school golf team um and starting to play a little bit more competitively um but didn't really get any offers to play in college so Mm kind of that was a weird transition for me because I never imagined not playing sports in college. That just, that thought growing up, that wasn't even possible. And were you working toward a scholarship, sports? <laughs> I was. Yeah. Uh, definitely my mindset was baseball until we moved. And then I thought that I might be able to play golf in college, but then a bunch of my friends were going to Tennessee. Mm. I wanted to go to Tennessee um, after my family moved here. And um, so... I wasn't good enough to play at Tennessee Yeah. <laughs> at that time. They have good so golfers. They did. Yeah. They did. And so it just didn't work out for me to play in school. And honestly, I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of put the clubs in the closet for about four years. What did you study? Uh, sport management. Oh, okay. So still in, the, still in the game then. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I love sports, love being around sports. And so I just went to school, worked full time, um, my last two years, I kind of saved up some money. So my first two years, I didn't have to work much mm-hmm. and go to school. That's nice. And it was. And so, but then started waiting tables uh, to finish paying for school. Mm-hmm. Got out debt-free, didn't know anything. Good so that job. was, that was, I was excited That's hard about to do. that. It is. Yeah. It is. God bless the state schools. Yes. And if it weren't for the Hope Scholarship, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. What's that? Uh, it's like the lottery oh, scholarship okay. uh, here in Tennessee. If mm. you're a resident and you go in-state, um, it's a little bonus oh, scholarship nice. if you hold a certain GPA. Oh, that's cool. So, oh, yeah. Good job. I was very thankful to have that. Awesome. <laughs> and so, so you got out with your degree and mm-hmm. then you thought... So I moved back to Nashville and since I didn't have student loans, I wanted to see what I could do with golf. I had noticed a little ability there in high school, uh, some natural ability, and I gave it a year. I was like, I'm just gonna go out and play every single day. Mm. I'm gonna work, and my parents were on board for this, so I kind of moved back with them Mm -hmm. and just worked and practiced every single moment that I could. What was your motivator? Um, Honestly, I felt called. I, I felt called to to pursue that um that was uh, something that i noticed an ability that was abnormal uh that i picked it up very quickly it's interesting that you had that much self-awareness because i feel like many people don't yeah <laughs> that they need other people to uh, validate, validate yeah. that their talents and such so yeah it's and interesting I probably, at that time, most people probably would have laughed when I told them what I was wanting to do. And I, I know some people kind of noticed that I was working hard <laughs> at it. Um, but I kind of just went out there and practiced every day. And yeah. I went from 
So people have handicaps Mm -hmm. in golf. And what that is, is basically it gives you a rating of your game in Mm -hmm. a sense. That's probably the best analogy I could give for that. So it kind of tells you where you are. Mm -hmm. um, And then they they shave off the holes that you're supposed to. But they, they, there's a par, right? Mm-hmm. I know that much. Yes. And that's how many, because I play mini golf. Yes. <laughs> so that's how many they think you need to get the hole in. Correct. One or whatever, yes. or hole in seven or whatever it is. Um, so when you're handicapped, then they add a couple on there or what? Pretty much. Okay. Um, so if you're a, a 10 handicap, it's basically to help people play each other mm-hmm. if they're on different levels. If I'm at zero and someone's a 10, I would give them 10 shots mm. before we would start So they playing. match people that unequally to mm-hmm. each other? Oh, and so that's how the uh, the handicap works. So pretty much anybody can play with anyone and you can still have a fun game. How do you keep from people being sharks and be like, oh, I'm so bad at this and then pretending like they're bad just to get the handicap and then kicking everybody's butt? <laughs> Did so they we do call, that? We call those sandbaggers. Oh. Yes. Okay. And those do exist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you kind of, if you're basing things off of handicaps, you need to know the person prior, probably. Okay. Got it. So, all right. <laughs> but it's all There's in good betting. fun. <laughs> yes. Got it. All right. So, um, but yeah, so I was about a plus, or a, I was about a 12 handicap, give or take a couple, when I started the pursuit of trying to get my game in line uh-huh. and I dropped about 18 shots in a year so to a plus six. Oh wow which I was going from shooting kind of low 80s to shooting mid 60s pretty regularly and what's a Jack Nicholson shooting he's gonna be shooting uh, mid 60s oh, okay um, so right. I was yeah, starting I knew, like, I... yes <laughs> I feel so excited right now I've made it managed to pull out three things so far <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> It's amazing what you absorb just living your life. Um, okay, so that's exciting. So you got exponentially better in a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's I'm, I'm assuming is a rare thing. It is. It's a short amount of time. It it really was. That wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I did put a lot of work into it, but there was definitely some natural ability mm-hmm. uh, given there, and so that didn't necessarily translate directly into competition, though because I hadn't played in much competition. And so I was able to shoot those scores when there were no nerves. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, when you can't feel your arms yeah. and your legs feel like noodles, yeah. it kind of changes a little bit, yeah. especially when you're not used to it. But uh, that took me probably about three years to playing off and on in competition yeah. uh, to feel a little more comfortable, to feel like I belonged out there. Especially when I'm out there teeing up with guys I've seen on TV, guys that were all Americans at UNC, at Tennessee, and all of a sudden I didn't play in college, much less was I an all-American. Do people give you a side eye for that, or do they? Do they? Are they excited to see somebody with this natural talent coming up? So one thing that I did learn in those first few years was honestly, if you can play, you can play. Hmm. It doesn't matter what you did prior. Right. Now, that being said, it is difficult to get sponsors and the funding if you don't have anything prior to show them because it is expensive. It's a really expensive sport. It is. Yeah, my brother golfs and every Christmas, you know, everybody in the family, my parents, everybody gets, you know, gets in the golf stuff and I'm thinking, man, (laughs) 
how does anyone afford to play this game? It's crazy. Yes, and I'm very thankful uh, growing up where I grew up and to have the opportunity to do mm -hmm. that. Um, however, I did need some sponsors and I did need some financial backing to really give myself a fair shot. Yeah. And playing in the proper events needed to get to the next level. Um, so how do you do that as a new kid? It's been difficult. Waited a lot of tables. Um, did a lot of uh, side jobs. Worked for my dad. Mm -hmm. uh, just trying to make ends meet. And then I've had some sponsors, some smaller sponsors along the way, allow me to get some experience and... So it's been it's been tough. A lot of a lot of uh, times when mm -hmm. I thought about giving up because I didn't know where the finances were going to come from, and so you're really grassroots with what you. Yes. Yeah. Now, in golf, it's not like baseball where there's different positions. You are one position, and your golf clubs play all the positions. You're like you're one, and then they're actually the team. <laughs> right. I right. never thought about it that way, but yeah. that is that is that's a good kind enough. of the, yes. <laughs> Do you have a favorite team member? Probably my driver. Okay. Um, that's the I'll, one that gets it in at the end. That's the one that. So that's going to be your putter. Oh. Uh, and at the end. Okay, the driver's so. the one that gets it to go real far. Correct. Yes. When I was 15, I um, spent the summer with my friend in Wisconsin, and. You know, my parents, summer bell happens. My parents open the front door and say, see you later. And I would go off to wherever and usually hang out with friends wherever they went. And uh, so anyway, uh, my my friend Jessie, her grandparents lived on a golf course and were big golfers. So trying to figure out what to do with the children, they, they got us lessons in golf, which I was terrible. I realized that the golf ball went way further if you picked it up and threw it. <laughs> Then if you tried to hit it with that stick, right. <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Okay, so you're you're trying to make the money. You're trying to make things happen. How long ago was this? It was probably a stretch of about five years ago. Um, total, and it was probably up until about a year ago. Oh, okay. All and right. So maybe a year and a half ago. So mm -hmm. kind of, I had about a year after college, and then there was about five or six years that I was trying to play, trying to keep my game in tune, work, and and all that. And it was just getting really difficult. Were you exhausted? I was. Is it physically taxing to golf? So the physically taxing part for me was I'd wake up, work out, practice, mm -hmm. then go wait tables at night and go to sleep. Yeah. Wake up and do it again. Yeah. And so if that was all that I was doing, it was tiring, but you know, I never, there was periods of time that I never gave myself a break. Mm -hmm. And so I would go from that to all of a sudden someone, um, a sponsor came to cover a few events. Well, to be honest, I was tired before I even went to the event. And so I'm driving eight hours in the car, get out, play practice round, go to sleep, wake up, tee it up. Mm -hmm. And I need to be playing at a very high level. And I found myself tired a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was difficult to play at your best when you're already physically fatigued, mm -hmm. mentally fatigued. Yeah. <laughs> just sometimes your mind just needs a little rest. And... Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's totally true. How's the coffee? Oh, it's excellent. Okay, Thank good. you. I you're really welcome. appreciate it. Oh, there's more. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, I imagine that would be really... So you would 
and then you had the extra stress of knowing a sponsor was coming, right? You would Correct. know ahead of time? Typically. And um, these are shoe people and ball people and, and I keep saying stick, <laughs> golf club people and all the, all the different things, right, that provide you with stuff and money? or So until you're on TV, typically the big brands won't sponsor you. Mm-hmm. So these have been local businessmen, local members at the club that I practice at that see the ability there and really just want to come alongside and Mm -hmm. try to help any way they could. So that's where those finances came from for me to get out there. And with working, I was able to supply some of the funds as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just got to a place to where I didn't feel like I was giving myself a fair shot because I'd go play for a month play okay maybe in one or two of the events and then all of a sudden um i need to go back to work so i'd go work and then Mm. i just when you're trying to compete against the best in the world that's not a great avenue um, to set yourself up for success so because of that about a year and a half ago i kind of started getting into social media Mm -hmm. i to be honest had no clue i someone set up the account for me and was just like, hey, you just start posting. I had no idea. And so I just started posting random pictures. And if you- They're um, quite beautiful. Oh, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I love the ones with the clouds moving. I was like, how does he do that? <laughs> that so that cool. took me a little time and I've been working on that. So it's really was, super cool. Well, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, they're really cool. But if you scroll back about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, you would notice that the pictures didn't have much thought. <laughs> this uh, is my thumb. <laughs> this is of, an apple. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. And so um, I just started trying to show my life, even though I didn't have any direction, I didn't know what I was doing it for really. And then all of a sudden one day I took one photo and I was like, that was really cool. And then all of a sudden it was like a domino effect and I started having all these ideas how I could do another photo. And literally it was in one day and I could show you the photo. I'd love to see it. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I'd love to see it. Let's see here. I'll um, narrate it. And he pulls for his phone and begins. He, oh, you turned it off. I right? did turn it off. You can turn it back on. Okay. That's no big deal. We can, uh, is it when you go to look for sponsors while you're, you're looking for that yeah. picture? When you're going, for example, so my podcast currently is ad free mm-hmm. because I couldn't wrap my brain around talking with people about some pretty heavy topics sometimes yeah. and saying, one minute. My underwear is really great. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't wrap my head around that. And yeah. it's, it works for others, for other podcasts mm-hmm. extraordinarily well. And many, many have them and that's fine. But I couldn't, for me, at least at this point, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, right. um, and to something, to find a sponsor that would be aligned with humanity or, you know. So mm-hmm. um, did you... Was it hard for you to find that match when even now and then um, when you're seeking out people to help you? Because we all need help. I mean, it's expensive to run a podcast, for example. It's expensive to be a golfer. It's expensive to do the things that you're doing and to find other people that are excited about it and all that. But you want to align with them. Correct. You want your heart and soul and being to to be in the same place 
place. Right. Yeah. So was that difficult in the so, world of golf? Because I, I mean, not to be rude, but I think of it as like, you know, kind of elderly white dudes that wear a lot of plaid. And I know that's <laughs> Tiger Woods, of course, changes the, the face of that. He still right. wears a lot of plaid. But you know what I'm saying. You right. know, to, to find people that align with a more, it sounds, it sounds just from what I've looked at and read about you that you have a more world view than some might. So what I, what I wanted to do when this aha moment kind of happened mm-hmm. for me, yeah. it was um, just a, uh, a direction of changing the perception of golf. And I wanted it to not be exactly what you just described. But we all cliche on it. And I wanted it to be cool. I wanted the young kids to really enjoy a colorful photo, fun, exciting photo, while sharing my beliefs and who I am along the way. Um, And so, what happened was talking about the companies and sponsors, the bigger my account started growing, I was starting the Instagram account. The Instagram account, yeah. correct. I you start, became an influencer. I did. Yeah. Not on purpose necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Well it happens that way. And so it uh so this was the photo and as you can tell Oh, it's beautiful. I've come a long ways since that one. <laughs> But that was wow. kind of my first... Uh, so if you guys want to go deep in his Instagram, it's July 11th, 2016. It's quite lovely. Well, I appreciate wow. it. Wow. You did that with your just your phone? I did. And to be honest, I've done all the photos unless there's a handful of photographers I did some collaborations with. Yeah. But all of my photos are actually from my phone. That's great. So even You're the- way better at your phone than I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate oh, it. That's awesome. But All right, so you started to post photos that started getting people excited. and Yeah, and so I was kind of pulling in the millennials, the, the younger kids, and I also wanted people, even if they weren't golfers, to still be like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so even if you know nothing about golf, you still enjoyed the photo. Or right. still thought the video was funny. Yeah. Or still thought that the golf shot was cool. You, you thought beyond the moment, beyond the insular. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So put a pin in that because I want to go back because you were about to talk about the how you align yourselves with the people that are supporting you. How did you go through that process? So for me, uh, that does go um, kind of based on my faith and wanting to... Uh, make sure that um, that who those people and the brands are exactly what you're saying aligns with mm-hmm. your purpose and your calling mm-hmm. and I just felt that um, some of these brands early on that kind of reached out to me I appreciated it sure but I didn't see how we were gonna mesh yeah. if that makes sense it does. I didn't know how um, I was going to be able to benefit them and they were going to be able to benefit me. Yeah, because there's bigger things than money in the world. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And also, that wasn't the purpose of me starting my Instagram. Totally understand. Um, yeah. I, I had a little bigger idea on what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
honestly, I just wanted to get people excited about the game I love. Yeah. And then it kind of turned into a little more than that. And it's continuing to grow. And I definitely enjoy the photography now. Do you sell prints of your work? So I probably need to. Yeah, I would I have a lot of people asking about that. I'm (laughs) sure. Yeah, get yourself one of those fancy printers and start printing off images. Right. So I've I've definitely thought about that. And I do think that here in the near future, there's going to be some... That's great. So... A secondary calling. Exactly. And I definitely... Uh, have started doing some photography freelance mm-hmm. uh, for some bigger companies, golf mm-hmm. courses, brands, and things like that. Yeah, so, I imagine you probably landscape architects would probably love you too. Right, I actually have done all the way to doing editing for construction companies. That's great. <laughs> so nothing to do with golf, even. Well, hey, you know, you never know which way the road will turn. I find that that is a, a truism in life. Right, it goes all over the place. It really does. You just have to show up. So what's your favorite thing about golf? What, what draws you to it specifically, other than just the physicality of it? Um, to be honest, the challenge of it. I mean, it is a very difficult game, no matter what level you're playing on. Yeah. And kind of the mindset and the focus needed to play at a high level. Um, I've noticed that of all the sports that I played, golf was definitely the most difficult. Mm-hmm. Um because most sports are reactionary mm. sports. You're reacting to something. Or someone. Correct. Right. Yeah. And in golf, literally, that ball's not moving until you move. And then, you, well, you're <laughs> acting against nature, I suppose. Yeah. Air. And the conditions. Yeah. It can be raining and windy and So cold. does that mean you have to go out and practice in all those conditions so you get used to any of that stuff? You really need to. Yeah. And if you're wanting to play at a high level... Even on days like today here in Nashville. Yucky. Yeah. <laughs> need to get out there and practice. It's a Just, hot cocoa day. It is. Yeah. That, that sounds better than practice. Yeah. But, and there are days, even as much as I love golf, that I don't want to necessarily practice. Yeah. But you make yourself. <laughs> Correct. Do you practice every day then? For the most part, um, I at least pick up a club for a little while almost every day. But there are some days that I... I uh, was working with a sports psychologist uh, to kind of help me on my mindset and focus. Oh, interesting. Um, because that's so important in golf. She actually tells me I should probably give myself more of a break and kind of be okay with taking a little time off. It's hard to do. It is. I understand that. <laughs> it I is. feel like someone's getting ahead of me if I'm not out or there Or you feel lazy or you feel like, what did I not invent today or think of today that I should have? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. I get it. Um, See, so now you bring up the, what is, she, I guess, helps athletes become better versions of themselves, I suppose. And yeah, in a Get sense. out of their own way in their minds. Exactly. So you've probably come a long way from being nervous when you play. You still get that butterfly. I still get know? it. That's good. But just knowing how to deal with it, mm-hmm. um, knowing yourself and knowing your tendencies when you get nervous. And if you know your tendencies, so for example, when I get really nervous, I have a tendency to not hit the putt. Oh, okay. I want to leave everything short because I'm scared of knocking it too far past. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. So I end up playing overcautious in a sense. Yeah. And so 
I know that tendency, so I have to get myself to just hit the putts a little firmer when I'm really nervous. Yeah. So that's just an example for if you know your tendencies, even when you're really nervous, taking the time to address that, hey, I'm really nervous. And acknowledge it. Correct. You have to, Some people yeah. want to run from it. Yeah. If you can embrace it, um, just know that your hard work will pay off. And I'm telling you, some of the best golf I've ever played, I could not feel my arms. My eyes are jiggling back and forth and I'm still playing at a really high level. Yeah. And so, and that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> to be able to, yeah, to have it as, as, and I bring this up in so many podcasts, and the great thing my dad said to me once when we were talking about fear and stress and all that, and he said, Susan, the biggest misconception about fear and bravery is people think that to be brave means that you have no fear. And in fact, being brave is having the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. And that has always stuck with me. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very wise. He's a wise guy. Um, so when the Instagram started taking off, mm-hmm. and I mean, you have a lot of, I don't know what you're up to at this point, but there's a lot of people <laughs> that follow you. Um, does that now facilitate you not having to worry about the other thing and you can just concentrate on the golf? I assume it came with people going, hey, you have all these people looking at you. Will you please hold up this golf ball or, you know? Correct. So if you look at my account, actually, I pretty much have no ads on there at mm-hmm. all. Um, I don't show many logos typically. Um, so I've had several people approach me about doing some advertising and things like that. But it kind of goes back to what aligns with mm-hmm. who you are and your brand. And I, that wasn't the purpose of it. Now, if a big company came to me and it looked to be a good fit, that would be a decision I'd make at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, are you listing camel cigarettes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, um, <laughs> excuse me. So, who are some of your um, your the people that influenced you the most? Some of your and they don't have to be in golf. Just in fact, you know, your heroes or your the people that you look up to. Well, I would uh, definitely have to say my parents. I mean, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't even have this opportunity. Um, it's really been a blessing that they've been behind me. They see that I'm working mm-hmm. towards my goals and they want to do everything they can to support me and be there for me. And so without that, could I do it? It's possible, but because of uh, them, it's allowed me the opportunity to do this. Yay, parents! So, that's right. <laughs> so I've been really thankful for that. And uh, I mean, to be honest, there have been so many people I couldn't even tell you uh, that have been in just unbelievable support mm. and have just come alongside and really been there to encourage me. And um, I mean, that speaks to who you are too, right? I mean, you draw that which you are like, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate. <laughs> that's that. a good thing. Yeah. Who are your sports heroes? I really like Ricky Fowler. He is a golfer. Okay, I was about to ask, and I'm glad you said it so I didn't ask. I was like, who's yeah. that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just enjoy how he plays the game, how he represents himself. Um, I feel like we have similar personalities. Uh, he likes bright colors, 
too. So, I mean, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> so, but I, I do follow sports across the board mm-hmm. for the most part. And um, I, I guess I don't really have that many that stick out too much. Um, I follow the Spurs, so I typically... Uh, whoever's on their team normally I enjoy. <laughs> so I'm a Spurs fan, Titans fan, Preds fan, and Go Cardinals fan. Okay, good. So that, That's a lot of weekends team. chewed up. That is, it is. I hope you have uh, on or TV or whatever it is that you record all these things so you can right. just watch them all at once. Um, when, so I think a lot of people, again, think of golf predominantly um, to be a, a, a sport of wealth and mm-hmm. whiteness so how does that figure in with you like the you know because it sounds like you're all about community mm-hmm. right? looking at your instagram and inclusiveness and all that stuff how do you think the game will evolve to help combat that stereotype i mean yeah. stereotypes exist for a reason i suppose as far as elitist things because other people are other in them so how do you how do you foresee that changing over time or not yeah um so for example i was out at the with the first tee uh which is normally an inner city um junior program that typically gets funded so it just allows kids from all backgrounds to come and just have the opportunity to play oh that's good normally clubs are donated Mm -hmm. um Normally, maybe a big donor would supply the funds needed for the facility to Mm -hmm. function. Um, And so I was actually out there taking some photos and things for um, the TGA. And so the more of those programs that golf embraces Mm -hmm. and really finances, that's where, you know, from all backgrounds, we'll be able to play sport we all love. Yeah. (laughs) A sportsmanship, I I feel like I'm. Whenever I watch anything sports, it doesn't matter to me who wins. I just like watching a, a good. I like having the experience of it. You know, watching a good game or, and I like sportsmanship and I and I like, you know, I just like watching athletes at the top of their game perform their craft because it's cool to watch, um, and I think little kids benefit so much from organized sport now obviously there's a lot of stuff with the football and the concussions and all but i mean i think the idea of teamwork and in that whole thing that family unit that happens in sports is so important so it's good to hear that there are programs out there like that for golf too yeah and i think the the better job at the top level that they do uh for example the Ryder cup that's one. That's probably the or that writer is the, or writer. Writer. Okay. So R Y D E R. Oh, so it's a person. You know, what? that's a really good question. Oh, I actually I don't know. I assume it's a person. It probably is. If it's R Y, right? Not a horse. From a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so that's where uh, the U.S. plays Europe, oh, okay. and it's a team format, mm-hmm. and they've been doing it for years. Where multiple golfers from America, it's like the the basketball one or whatever. Yeah. yeah, got it. So okay. we're basically it's a fun, mm-hmm. uh, organized team event mm-hmm. in a sense, and I feel like they've been doing a better job with embracing the team aspect as of late, um, and that 
to go off of your team aspect of sports, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the Ryder Cup the last few. Camaraderie uh, is nice. Right. And especially to a sport that doesn't normally see that or have that. Mm-hmm. So the more that at the top level that they can really show that team camaraderie and just honestly just enjoying the game, mm-hmm. it'll trickle down to the other levels. Are women in that too? So that's the Solheim Cup. There is a separate oh, okay. um, event uh, okay. for the LPGA. Are there any that combine the men and the women together? Or they can. So the only thing that I've ever where seen... women can kick foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, that would actually be a really fun event. I think so. Yeah, there was a show on the Golf Channel years ago called The Big Break, mm-hmm. and they would kind of do that. It would be men and women. Mm-hmm. You divide up on teams, and I really enjoyed that show. There's so. a golf channel? There is a golf channel. <laughs> Just kidding, 24-7 golf. All golf, all the time. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I've watched golf a few times on television, and I think, oh my goodness, this takes a while. It does. <laughs> you have a lot of patience. It does. And that's... Like tennis. The golf and tennis are kind of in the same thing for me. Yeah. And golf, the one thing that I would like to see done just in golf as a whole is... They've been pushing for this nine holes, uh, which I think is important, to go out and just play nine, and that's okay. That's a half, right? That's a half, yeah. correct, yeah. A half marathon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a round of golf feels like a marathon. I'll yeah, you walk a lot in 18. How far is that? Probably about seven miles on average, Dang. depending on the course. Maybe a little less if the course isn't real long. Are you a walking man or are you a golf cart man? Pretty much walk every single time. And you can call Nashville Golf and ask. <laughs> I pretty much walk every single okay. time. All right. I believe you. I believe you. All right. So the nine, the nine round thing, just to get people encouraging them out there. Out there and to exactly what you said, it takes a long time. So if you can go do it in half the time, mm-hmm. especially for the millennials and the younger crowd, they want... Something quick mm-hmm. that they can get out there, enjoy it, and then leave. Mm-hmm. And to play nine holes is perfect amount of time, couple hours. Couple hours, okay. And then you're not investing to what most people would think is half their day. Yeah. And so if we could keep implementing more encouraging clubs. Does that not or, happen very often? Or? Not really. Uh, there's still a mindset, in my opinion, that... If you only played nine, you didn't really go play. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I actually play just nine pretty regularly. And uh, if I'm not playing a tournament, there's a lot of times I won't play a full 18 most weeks. Yeah. I'll play nine maybe every day. Um, and then there are a few new courses opening up that just have nine holes. Oh. And so, and really nice ones too. Okay. So I do like that direction. Some of the golf, a friend of mine, uh, her husband is a landscape architect, but his specialty is golf courses. Oh, that's awesome. And so they have all these coffee table books of, of courses that he's designed and just in general, and they really are fantastic looking. They're quite beautiful. Yes. A lot of land devoted to that, of course, and we you know get into all that stuff, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, so how do you keep your stamina from the first of eight and seven miles walking and and I imagine it's a lot of upper body work. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain that integrity throughout the entire course? So I do work out about four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the weight room. Strength. Thing. Strength. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't run much just because I'm already walking and that's kind of sure. what I feel is my cardio. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> and so I will do weight training and stretching. Oh. Stretching is really important because you can go through periods of time out on the golf course that you're kind of standing around, you're not moving. And if you don't con- condition yourself properly, you can get very stiff quickly mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously fatigue and diet as well is very important. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy coffee, but when I get into competition, I try to refrain and try to back off from drinking caffeinated drinks uh-huh. for the purpose of if you drink caffeine very often, you can have up and downs mm-hmm. of your heart rate. Sure. And I want to maintain fairly level. Um, and so if I drink a cup of coffee in the morning right before I tee off, I'm all hyped up and then four holes in, it's a crash. Yeah. And you don't want that. Yeah. And that so I, I do enjoy coffee, but I try to refrain from that in competition. And then also just not eating fast food, not eating... Um, real high fatty foods, mm-hmm. eating more organic, mm-hmm. um, and then snacking kind of throughout the day helps a lot yeah. to maintain that level sure. of energy. That's just good advice, period, I think, regardless yeah. of whether you golf or not. It just right. sounds like a healthier lifestyle. You're pretty tall, drink water too, so you probably get to eat a lot more than most people. <laughs> I, I can put away some food. Yeah, <laughs> but you do. Um, so, okay. You a year ago you had a GoFundMe. I did, and that's so I I learned of you through our mutual friend Jim Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Hi Jim. Yes. And uh, he told me that you were doing all this stuff, and he said that you had a GoFundMe, and that your goals were the PGA. And uh, how did how did all that experience go? What did you learn from all that? Uh, through the GoFundMe, I was glad that I did that at that point in time. Um, it. Um, I greatly appreciated the support that I got from that and everyone who um, supplied the funds and Mm -hmm. that allowed me to play in some events Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have gotten to play in otherwise and so it was a great experience and I it's all these little experiences along the way that have shaped my perspective on on things uh, moving forward in golf and social media and because of the GoFundMe that specific instance um, that was I didn't really know much about GoFundMe at the time mm-hmm. and I was in shock all of a sudden people were wanting to help and it just showed such a, a um, team behind me mm-hmm. if that makes sense community is great exactly yeah and all of a sudden people that I hadn't talked to in very long time were putting money towards my That's pursuit beautiful. of the dream yeah <laughs> well I think I think in times like those I've done GoFundMe for my music I'm mm-hmm. a songwriter and a performer and I made records and all that and I think there's something to be said about when you when first of all when you're willing to ask for help that's a big thing because, mm-hmm. you know, we're taught that you shouldn't ask for help. You should do everything on your own, you know, bootstraps and all that. But um, I think people see themselves in you. Like, it's a moment of mirroring and, and saying, like, I'm you, you're me, and that could be me. And I want to 
that's a cool dream or that's a cool experience and vicaria, I guess. is, And so when, when people give to things like that, I think that's their little bit of vicaria that they feel like it's them too, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, that's what I, that's what I want with the Instagram too, that, um, I don't know if you notice for the most part, you don't see my face. Really I did in, notice that. Yeah. In the pictures. Yeah. Because honestly, that's, that's not the point. It's not the point. I want someone to feel like they're in my shoes. Yeah. On the that's Instagram. Cool. And so I try to do the it. The anti-selfie. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, there are a few on there. I posted a picture with my mom and yeah. and you see my face there. Sure. But, um, but I just, I don't, it's really not about me. It's about the team. It's the community. And that's why I love making cool photos that someone feels like they can see themselves there too. Yeah. And they're really, I mean, I'm not kidding. These, the photographs are beautiful. They, they, I mean, I think I was mouth agape on a couple. I was like, how does he do that? They're stunning. Well, I really the color is so that. stunning and the, the movement and just all that stuff. It's really cool. Tell them where they can find your Instagram. So real Zach Radford, R E A L Z A C. No K. No K. <laughs> yes. Radford. R-A-D-F-O-R-D. Yes. So, And I, I do links on all my episodes so that people can find things easily too. Yeah. It's always good to get people to say it. What was your worst day that you remember um, golfing? Okay. So I would say, could it be worst and maybe best day? Of course. All Sometimes in one. Sometimes they are all in one. Yeah. Yes. So I was down in uh, where was it? Georgia mm-hmm. playing in a tournament heard of it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and I played solid the first day this was the second round and <laughs> Excuse me. I got off to a good start and we're standing on the fourth tee and I honestly am right in contention um, it was early in the tournament but playing well and I hit four balls out of bounds on my fifth hole. Oh no. Which is not good at all. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I was teeing up for the fifth time and I made, what did I make then? I, I think I'm, I made a 10 or 11 on the hole. It was a really good 10 or 11. <laughs> and then I bogeyed the next hole. Which means? One over par. Okay. So the hole before was a lot over par. Okay. <laughs> made a big number there. And I was just really disappointed. I was, like you said, it was a bad 30 minutes. (laughs) And then actually talking about community and relationships, a guy I was playing with, I had known a little bit prior Mm -hmm. and I really appreciated. He walked up beside me. He had, he didn't have to do this at all. And he just kind of put his arm around me. He's like, bud, you're playing really well. That happens. Just keep going. And I end up birdieing five of my last, or six of my last ten holes, which is one under par. And I made the cut on the number with, not many people made the cut with that high of a number on a hole. That's amazing. (laughs) So that was, that was a really cool day. Yeah. Um, But for a little while there, it was pretty rough. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's so lovely that somebody recognized again, themselves and you, they probably had their own worst day. And mm-hmm. for them to say, hey, you know what? It happens. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I love it. Here. See, to me, that's <laughs> sportsmanship. That's what exactly. it's about. 
it's not an us versus them. It's a hole, you know, mm-hmm. with a W. It's also, I guess, in golf, a hole with an H, but that doesn't, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so cool. All right. So that's, that was best and worst date. So what's the goal? What's coming? So right now, um, I'm working on some projects, photography projects through mm-hmm. the winter. I'm going to continue practicing to keep my game in tune. And I'm looking at the spring to get back into competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a date picked out yet, but I will make sure everyone knows that. I'll be posting that when the dates come. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible I play in a few events over the winter, but right now, uh, to go off of what we had spoke about earlier, uh, I want to get the financing fully behind me before I proceed to play a full year just to give me the best opportunity. Where you're playing every day, you mean? Correct. Okay. Playing every day and playing in competition regularly. So I assume you have to win particular numbers of games before you... It's a, It's still called a game, right? So we would call it a round okay. or a tournament. A tournament. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to keep <laughs> winning your tournaments and then eventually you get to the spot where the PGA says, Hey! Who are you, kid? Come on, you know. Do this it like that or kind of, sorta. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much it. If you play well enough, you qualify to get to the next level, and then you play well enough, and you qualify to get to continue um, up into the PGA. That is the one good thing about golf mm-hmm. is that it doesn't matter who you are. If your scores are good enough, mm-hmm. you make it to the next level. So there's no. Nobody picking and choosing. Okay. Now, there are sponsors picking and choosing, but if you have the opportunity to play in the events and you play well enough, you will proceed to the next level. Is the PGA then the thing before the Masters where they wear the green? Or? So, the Masters is a major. There's four majors okay. on the PGA Tour ah. schedule, in a sense. Okay. Um, and so, there's the British Open. Which is actually a European event, but it is. But a Americans major. play it too. Correct, yeah. they do. Okay. And then the Masters is another one. That would probably be the event that I would want to win the most. Putting on the green jacket would be pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> it's the Grammy, it's the Oscar, exactly. it's the. Yeah. US Open wouldn't be too bad either to win, though. That's a good one? <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. And then there's the PGA Championship. What kind of coat do they give you for the US Open? You get a really nice trophy. Ah, okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Zach, I've learned so much. <laughs> well, so I'm cool. glad. How do people just keep following? They do the Instagram we've said, and then you have a website, I assume? Well,. I am working on that. Oh, okay. Everything has kind of happened quickly. Okay, and it always does. <laughs> so, uh, website's coming, um, and I will keep everyone updated on my um, events coming up okay. and things like that. Do you already have your domain name or not yet? I do. Ha- I own all the domain okay. names. Okay, so, so is it just your name dot com or dot golf or? <laughs> it, it and I own that one too. Good for you. <laughs> I do own. Own all the domain names. Okay, good. So that's awesome. I just don't have a working website. That's okay. Just yet. That's okay. It will air in like a month anyway. Okay. So it'll maybe it'll align perfectly. And perfect. Or you just tell me when, and I'll add the link to the link page. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. Of course, absolutely. I'm really excited for you. It's so cool, and uh, I like it when good people succeed. It makes me very happy. So, and thank you for giving back. It sounds like you're really got your eye on what it means to be a human being. <laughs> so that's nice too. <laughs> and I really do appreciate you having me today. Of course. This was awesome. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.